and welcome to episode 8 of the WNL Show and on today's programme we've something slightly different for you as all three guests come from Shelbourne Ladies as we look ahead to their Women's Champions League campaign which kicks off in Belfast next Tuesday. Joining me first in the programme is Shell skipper Pearl Slattery who will discuss the upcoming games as well as reflecting on her recent win against Wexford Youth where she made a return after a short break. Also joining me on the programme is Gloria Douglas who returned to Shell for a second spell after a successful period with the club in 2016 which saw her win the League and Cup. The American discusses her reasons for returning to Ireland. Our final guest on the show is Shelbourne Ladies manager Mark Levy who spoke in depth about all things Shells, the underage structure, the Women's National League as well as his excitement ahead of the Champions League campaign. I'm joined by Pearl Slattery. Pearl, we're less than a week away from the Champions League. How's the excitement? Up there but focus as well. Um, obviously just training now this week to kind of get your heads on it and it's going to be a big, big week and everybody will be needed and their heads definitely need to be switched on for the upcoming week. So the excitement's there. Telling the girls to embrace it as well because it doesn't come that often and uh, yeah just really looking forward to it How important is it that you take this week in your stride that like especially you being one of the older players the more experienced you've experienced this before you have a lot of younger girls in the squad who would never experience anything like this before Yeah I've played in it twice now myself and I remember my first times and nerves can get a hold of you but I think we've good senior players around the team to kind of control the girls um, next week with our excitement and nerves that will be there um, playing in the Champions League but again as I said and I can't say it enough like you have to embrace this and enjoy it as much as we can but we'll, we'll definitely be ready and focused and go up there and trying to make the league and their countries and families and the club proud The last time you played in the Champions League was against Bristol Academy away in Bristol and you scored the last time you played <laughs> could that be a good omen for next week? Hopefully hopefully no. I don't mind who scores next week once we do Um but yeah, that was nice. We did really well um, that time, and to get to that stage, you know, being a non-professional team, so like that just proves it is possible if you work hard. And I think you have to work hard as an 11 and 18 or 22, as whoever comes, you know, we're going to need everybody, and it's not just about an 11. So yeah, as I said, I don't really care who scores. Once we go up and do ourselves proud, that's all that matters. It's fair to say, if the Champions League had been a couple of months earlier in the season, Shelburne might have been in a worse opposition. A lot of players injured. Where it's coming now, you seem to. Have you're more settled you've a lot of players coming back from injury you're not looking at 13, 14 players in, in the squad now you have a squad of 19, 20 to pick from Yeah I think the start of the season was definitely tough on us um, with many injuries to key players but we kept ticking along obviously with a few draws and stuff but that's all you can do really whether you have 11, 12, 13, 14 players now thankfully coming to the end of the season things are starting to pick up and pick up at a good point where we're going now to Belfast with a full strength and squad so it's really exciting and um God love the management trying to pick a, a starting team. Is it fair to say some of the younger players possibly had to do a lot of growing up in that stage because they wouldn't have been used to being thrown into the deep end at times, especially against some of the bigger sides where they had to grow up, they had to step up to the mark? Yeah, well, that's the only way you can learn is being um, put into those situations. It's, it's all well and good sitting on the be- bench and watching others do it, but when you're put in the situation, that's how they're going to learn. And I've been very proud of them over over the season. Some people say it's not our best, but it was never going to be like last year. It was always going to be tough, and I think we've all learned from it, and we're starting to pick up form now. Which is which is a really good time. You're going into this Champions League t- Champions League campaign as the form side in the Women's National League. Yeah, that's really good that we picked up form at a at a good point going into Champions League, and we have to look forward to it. Um, even when we weren't playing well, we were still working really hard. That's just football at times, you know. Some of the games we drew, we we probably could have won if we'd scored at key times, but that's football. And yeah, we're really happy with the form we're going into now. And myself, the girls, the management, all looking forward to it. And as I said, we'll have our heads screwed on and um, looking to do everybody proud. 
Would you like him to have maybe another game in between? You've had a 13-day gap between games coming into the Champions League. Possibly would have liked him one more game in between? Yeah, I think it'd be ideal to have another game, just getting it at 90 minutes. And some people who kind of have been out the last few weeks and stuff could have got minutes, but that's the way it is. That's the way the league goes at times. And you just have to deal with it and we'll grow with it. And we've been in now together as a group the last few days and we've another three sessions or so before we go up. So, again, we just dealt with it and we're working hard um, to keep momentum going. So Yourself, personally, was there ever any doubt that you could possibly miss the Champions League? We've seen it on the sideline the last couple of weeks showing a frustrated side that you couldn't get it onto the pitch. Was there ever any worries? that maybe you wouldn't make this yeah it was big worries um it wasn't an injury at the time it was my health so it was a, a bit of a worry but I'm glad to be back at a good time and I got a good session in there uh, Monday and played like 15 minutes against Wexford so I actually feel fresh believe it or not I missed over four or five weeks so yeah there was a big doubt in me but I'm just really happy things have worked out now and I'm, I'm working really hard to kind of get up to match speed so we'll see how it goes Mentally after that break was it important that you at least just step back on the field before the Champions League that you played 15 minutes against Wexford? Yeah that, that was really important I was dying to go on I was sitting on the bench now but the girls had played really well and I kind of thought it'd be hard to make a change but I was happy to get 15 minutes and then with a training game last Friday where I played the full game and felt really good so and then again Monday night with a tough session and I, I completed that so all is good Just looking ahead to the Champions League it's up in Belfast it's not too far from home it's nearly like home except you're staying in a hotel how important is that that you're not going away like the last time you just went away to Romania as Rohingya United the temperatures were really very hot how important is it that you're playing a temperature that you're used yeah, it's huge. It's almost like home advantage because you don't have to worry about the weather. You know you're going to have good food. When we were in Romania, we were struggling with the heat. People weren't weren't eating right. So that does have effects on the virus. So we've no excuses. I'm just really looking forward to it and, and happy that, you know, family, friends and stuff can come up to us. Have you had the opportunity to, to have a look at some of your oppositions on games, on video? Yeah, I have myself. Just a little keeping an eye and we'll be doing it as a team as well. So interesting, but don't want to focus too much on them. We need to just focus on ourselves and, and doing the job ourselves and then the games will take take on themselves then just one question on video analysis I've read, done a bit of reading recently Gary Neville says he likes to look at long periods of video analysis did you just pick out bits and pieces or did you watch say a half of a game here and there yeah I watched a bit of a half a game on two other sides I think one of the players actually sent it on to me so we do be keeping an eye on it but not too much if you know what I mean um, I'm solely just focused on myself the girls and the management and us doing our job and then obviously we'll know and have ideas of the way the opposition are going to play and, and we're going to try to stop that and stuff but again it's just focusing on ourselves and making sure that we're ready and to give everything we can Last question how much of an honour will it be to lead your side out with the captain's armband on next week if, if selected? Yeah, huge honour. <laughs> Very proud day, but believe it or not, I don't really think about that. I just think about the girls being okay and wherever Eleven goes out, I know they'll do us proud. So. Thank you very much for your time, Bob. Right. Thanks, Ireland. It was great to see that Pearl made a return recently. I would have been very disappointed if she had missed out on the campaign in Europe, especially considering she is the shell skipper. And you can see when she does play, she adds a lot, not only in her performances, but in her leadership to the team. And they really look up to her. So it's great to see that she's back. But next up, I'm joined by Gloria Douglas. I'm joined by Gloria Douglas. Gloria, we're a week away from Champions League. You're back in Ireland for your second spell. Give me your thoughts on coming back. Uh, yeah, so... Um uh, it wasn't it wasn't too hard of a decision actually. I mean, uh, it's a great club. Kind of feels like family, you know. So it's always hard leaving home, but I was really excited to even play in the Champions League as well and have the opportunity and showcase what we have. I think um, it's always uh, it's always hard coming into a team, but uh, since I was here last year, it kind of helped me kind of ease into like I guess the transition because I've only been here about 
a week or so, but I'm I'm really excited to to play up in Belfast and uh, kind of come out swinging, you know, and make a make a splash a bit. So I'm excited. Yeah. Last season you would have picked up a lot of accolades for your performances on the field. You won the league. You won the cup. Now you have Champions League football. What is that sort of experience like with playing with a squad like this? Because you see how they, they seem very tight together. The players are always in, in amongst each other. How important was it that the squad was a good squad for you to come back to? Like you weren't just coming back for the sake of because of Champions League. You knew the girls already. Yeah, I think that's a huge. That was a huge part of me coming back. You know, um, I think uh, I've travelled a bit. You know, and it's always hard uh, transitioning, and you kind of have to take it in a bit. I think this is actually the first time I've come back to a team um, overseas. So, I mean, honestly, like it it was hard leaving home, but it it wasn't like a hard decision coming here. I mean. We have a great staff and great teammates, and uh, um, I'm always excited to play and get after it. So I think it's just kind of just assimilating a little bit more and getting used to the new players as well that are doing really well, the younger girls. And, uh, yeah, so I'm excited. When did you arrive back? Uh, I think it was Wednesday at 5 in the morning, I think, last weekend, uh, or last week, uh, the game against Wexford. And I was I was watching the game, but I was so tired. But it was, uh, I mean, I guess I got a bit of energy seeing all the girls because it's only been uh, about like six months or so, but still it was, uh, it was like I never left. You come back Wednesday morning, Wednesday evening, they have you running up and down the field. The jet lag must have been all over the place, wasn't it? Just a little jet lag. I'm just kidding. No, it was, uh, it was a bit rough, but it was also, I'm the kind of person who doesn't like to sit around and, uh, and just kind of, I don't know, I just don't like sitting on my butt. So it was kind of nice to get my legs going a bit, especially on the plane. I got a little jam-packed a bit, so uh, it was really nice just to get my legs going and see, uh, see some Irish family and uh, see some teammates and watch some good football. That was a really good win for us against Wexford and hopefully uh, we, we'll keep rolling on till then and keep going up yeah what do you know about the Champions League have you watched much of um, yeah I mean I've uh, I have a couple of friends that are in the Champions League as well um, and different teams so any big names um, I mean there's uh, one of my friends uh, she she's plays for Kosovo Audrey Baldwin there's uh, this girl I think her name's uh, she plays for the Apollo ladies who knows I could completely mess up, mess this up but she's uh, yeah she's uh, in uh, her name's Tina Diordano so uh, yeah I have a couple couple good friends in Champions League and I think it'll be good competition and uh, I think uh, we'll play well so yeah this will be something that maybe you wouldn't have experienced before like you're going away as a team you're staying in a hotel for a week you're playing three games in such a short period such an intense period yeah it's uh it'll be hard to it'll be it'll be hard obviously a quick turnaround in games but I think uh I think if we just have a good regimen of rest and just kind of a good regimen of just rest and sleep and you know I mean it's always nice obviously to be with your team for a week you know who knows but we'll, we'll have some uh, we're, already, we're already pretty close so it'll be nice to get to know some other girls and uh, yeah so it'll be good Have you had to do a second initiation since your comeback? Oh I, I haven't had to do any initi- initiation so don't, don't be telling people that maybe I can squeeze on in without anything so hopefully nothing comes up that week but uh, yeah <laughs> How have you found coming back in playing? Like you played, you struck up a great partnership with Leon Kernan. Is that something you're looking to do again? Like you've seen even the way you played off each other. It was excellent to watch at times. Are you looking forward to maybe doing that again? She's grown up a little bit more. She got a little bit stronger. So you should have improved. How are you looking forward to playing with her again? Oh, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I honestly, like it's kind of, 
I feel like uh, last season it was kind of nice to have some connections that kind of happen instantly on the field, and I feel like things like that you don't come around often, you know. So, um, yeah, I, mainly it's it's nice to do, just to do things without even thinking about it because you know the player, you know the person. Um, she's a great person, great player, and uh, hopefully we can uh, connect off each other and uh, score some goals and work hard for each other, honestly. So I think it will be really good, really good. When you go up to Belfast, it's going to be like you're back home, you're back here. You'll be used to the food. Is that important for playing such a competition that you're not going your way into an environment, whereas you may not be used to the foods? It could take some time to get used to what you're eating, what you're putting into your body. Whereas if you're going to Belfast, the foods are the same as down here. The weather's the same as down here. Is that does that make it easier to transition into a, in a tournament? I think it's a huge edge for us, at least um, the weather, you know, food, all that stuff. I, we're already pretty used to it. At least, at least uh, they're used to it. I got to get used to it again. But uh, yeah, so I think it's a huge edge for us. Um, I mean, not having to fly so many hours on a plane like just an hour and a half up up the road you know so I think it's a really good um, edge and edge for us as well so I think it could really bring something for us um, at just like a different layer to the game you know but people might not notice it but you know it could be something for us and also to have family come up and support us and have a good uh, showing of uh, supporters that's a that's a big deal for us so Tell me now, which which family over here has the pleasure of, of putting you up when you're about when you're back in Ireland? Oh, geez, I would say uh, luck, lucky for Sean Maher, he gets to put put up with me a bit. Um, hopefully, hopefully in a good way, not trying to be a not trying to be a nuisance, but uh, yeah, um, Sean Sean has to deal with me a bit, so I'm pretty grateful. I honestly, um, I I honestly can't like put into words how much. Uh, um, Sean's family has opened opened their home up for me, and that's something I, I honestly can't repay them because it's uh, it's anyone who's like opened their homes up for me or giving me rides and stuff. Um, it's hard being in a foreign country, not knowing where to go and what to do and things like that. And also, last my last year host family. Um, the Murphys uh, put me up, so I've I've seen them quite a bit. So it's it's like I never left. I come up to Betty's town and visit them, and uh, it's honestly just one huge family. So I'm just very very lucky to have some people in their, my life that really help me out and kind of look after me a bit because it's nice to have that support. Final question: I seen you laughing a bit when I said who who was putting you up. Who would be the Joker in the dressing room? Oh, the Joker! I don't know. I. Uh, Honestly, I, I, I haven't, there's a bunch of people, I mean, everyone's kind of jokes around a bit, I, I probably haven't like been around too long to really notice um, the big one yet, but uh, I don't know, I'm, Amanda always makes me laugh for sure, um, I, I mean, we're friends since last year, so she always gives me a good laugh, so um, yeah, so I would say her probably. Thank you very much for your time, Gloria. Thank great to speak to Gloria Douglas there. It's the first time I've actually had the opportunity to speak to her. And it's great to see that she is back at Shelburne. I remember hearing when the move was muted first. I didn't know whether to come off, but I really think she could add a lot to them, not only just in the Champions League, but in the league going forward. I hope I don't land her in it with the initiation, but time will tell. Next up, I speak to Shell's boss, Mark Levy. John by Mark Levy, Shelburne manager. Mark, it's a big week in the club's history. It's a big week. We've been uh, looking forward to this for a while, but trying to focus on what we're doing in the league and now that things are out of the way and there's nothing nothing there we're buzzing you know there's, there's a good buzz around people are ready for it looking forward to getting up there and get going you know It was a big win to get in your last league game especially against Wexford Utes it sends you in on the right now Yeah things coming together for us at the right time and you know that gives the players confidence there's players become fit we've been struggling with numbers for a while so now that that's come together it kind of sends us in on a good note the fact we've we've got ourselves 
back in touch and distance at least in the, in the top of the league there's still a lot of work to do there's, there's points to be dropped but at least we're kind of going to Belfast not having to worry about being out of the league as such like that we're, we're still we're still in contention as such so it takes a bit of pressure off knowing we can go up and enjoy ourselves take care of these three games as our own and still come back and have something to play for at least you know or at least be in the mix after a slow start with a lot of draws you saw seem now to have turned them draws into wins now which is positive yeah, it's positive. It's been frustrating all along that we weren't kind of picking up three points more often when, when I felt we should have been and so did the players. I think we were doing everything right. We were making the chances, um, probably not being clinical enough and uh, probably struggled in some key positions at times. And things have come in right now, so one point's turned into three, which makes a big difference. We see now Rebecca Cray and Gloria Douglas have come back to the club along with the likes of Alana McAvoy. So you brought in a bit of youth and experience. Yeah, you know, we went from me chasing probably strikers to, to having nobody and using Leanne as a striker and she's not a striker you know she'd be frustrated playing there she's a winger Kate Mooney has done really well for us Kate is you know a good project and she, she's going to do really well long term she's gone in she's got herself some goals and we were relying on her more than we probably should have been um, we got the bonus of the youth as you said some some cracking players were delighted to sign them um, I know you know they could have really gone anywhere and then Gloria and Rebecca coming in it's just experience and it's it's a bonus so it's gone from a feast to a famine for us but we're not complaining The last time we spoke after the UCD game you said you were hopeful of getting Gloria was it a hard push to get her back? It was you know Gloria was out there washing in spirit and you know she was doing very well training full time um, just on the periphery of trying to get into to, you know something big and um, she enjoyed her time here at Shelbourne last year but you know it was it was a tough decision for her to come back and, and do it again she had offers from around Europe and better offers than, than we have and she's shown, shown us some loyalty when we, we, we sort of needed her or we're delighted with that you know she's 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 great in the squad as a, as a person which is which is a lot of time can be more important than what she brings on the pitch and then you know we've seen what she can do on the pitch as well so it's great to have her Who was the major influence behind many Was there many you speaking to her in, in the club because I know she, she she seemed to have said to me there she's a good bond with the likes of Amanda McQuill and some of the other players was there many players as well as management trying to convince her? To be honest, the players didn't know. They heard the rumours, they heard the bits and pieces probably when the, when the deal was close to being done, but they, they weren't involved. There wasn't really contact other than socially. She didn't speak to the players about it, so it was it was more myself and Sean just trying to get it done with her, you know? And how important is it that, like she said last year, she stayed, she had a house family up in Bettystown, and she said she speak, she's in with Sean Mara this year. How important is it that you've been able to, as well, get her somewhere that she's going to be still involved with the team in, in terms of accommodation as well? That was really important. Last year, she had a great host family, you know, um, she was looked after by her second mother up there, they were really good with her, you know, but she was on the outskirts and it was difficult, we had to pick her up and drop her off and it wasn't great, she, she didn't kill a lot of time during the day. Um, she has some family connections with Sean and she's comfortable with the family there, which is really important um, and she's she's not too far outside of the city, she can, she can, you know, get around herself, public transport and everything, which helps. Once she's happy, once a player is happy and they're in their everyday life it makes a difference uh, to what they can do in training you know there's nothing worse than having to fill that endless time so it's better this time that she's with Sean and, and she's happy there you know she'd be a great addition not even just for the Champions League but also for the league as well yeah I think you know the, the league is great this year uh, you know everybody's taking points uh, you know every every team has improved there's, there's great players come on the scene young players have, have stepped up there's some new fa- older faces have come back into the game Gloria was there last year I think you know she's in addition to what I think is a very good league it's very it's very good anyone that got watched the guys week in week out you know and then come down and watch the girls are well impressed it's entertaining football no matter where you go every club is at it so Gloria's just an addition to that which is great for Irish football We spoke briefly about Rebecca Craig coming back from Australia she did learn quite a lot there but has she been internationally cleared because she hasn't been on the bench the last couple of games since the signing was announced She's internationally cleared um, she's ready to go 
she's some work commitments which you know that that she's had to come back there and get going again for you know it's a brave decision for her to go to Australia and leave everything behind she's had to come back start again and such in a job and it's been tough for her to get time off and stuff um, she made herself fully available to us if needed we had other options and at times we, we gave her the space to be able to bed in into her new job but she's fully available to us next week again um, so yeah she is internationally cleared she's ready to go even having Mary Waldron as well that's quite a lot of experience she would have played Champions League before Mary has been fantastic it's uh, it's been an excellent signing actually better than, than, than I would have believed it's worked out she's been great with the, the younger guys she's kept them very focused when the points weren't there and frustration was in she's seen it all before that's what experience does she'd be a great great to have with us next week and, and really do the job she can still do a job on the pitch at, at you know the young age of 33 which she's shown she's shown going to the Wexford game she'll still get you goals she'll boss people on the pitch but she's a leader and that's that's a, it's hard to get in, in a game which is dominated in this country by young players to be fair we, we see the likes of Neve Walsh standing around the sidelines tonight is there many little niggles or should you have a possibly full squad to pick from? Uh, Neve is still a little bit of a worry. Um, we we could throw her in and train tonight, but we're still we're still just looking to make sure she's 100% before we risk her any further. Um, obviously, Tegan has spent a good bit of time out. She picked up a bad injury in Galway. It's good to see her come back in and train some somewhat tonight. So we're kind of a little bit of cotton wool on Neve. We you know it's key position for us there that centre back position. So you know you don't end up without Neve or Tegan for that matter. But Jamie Finn has gone in, done an excellent job there. But she's been super at right back for us, and we'd like to get her back out there. So. Um, Look, Neva be okay. We just a little, little bit of TLC there, make sure it's okay. Can that be a bit hard at times that you like Jamie's being excellent at right back and then you're having to move her when she's getting when she gets comfortable, you're having to move her in positions. Like that can be a bit hard, especially even on her and the team. Yeah, like Jamie wouldn't hesitate. The minute she was asked to go in and do a job against Wexford and centre back, she wouldn't even hesitate. She'd go wherever you ask her. Jamie would go in goal if you ask her. Um but you don't like having to do it because she's been our, our star performer I believe personally in the, in the last number of games Jamie has been the best player that we had she's been fantastic going forward excellent defending she's, she's had real battles with some great players she stood the test um, and it is you don't really want to take them back out of their position but she's done very well to her back again and you know you get that from a top player you know we see tonight you've only one goalkeeper and recently there's only been one goalkeeper hasn't been a replacement goalkeeper on the bench is that a bit of a worry or have you got some options there for the Champions League we have an option, but but to, we're trying to do something here at the club. To, to be fair to the club, we've got a, a young a young girl coming through, which people know on the international scene, Rachel Kelly. She was warming up last week. Yeah, Rachel isn't 16 yet, you see, and uh, ironically, Rachel Rachel turns 16 the day after a Champions League finishes. Um, but just on time to sign her, um, for the rest of our season. And we've got to do that as a club. We've got to be loyal to what comes through. Rachel has worked really hard in her underage. She's been very successful. She's a top keeper. And we've got to keep that option open um, to come in and challenge Amanda. Um, we probably could have signed a number of different keepers, but uh, we, we always have to have an eye on what's coming through. And that's likewise with the, with the squad we have outfield. We could have signed number of players from around the country even in this transfer window but we always have to have one eye on what's coming through and be fair to them as well because I know they're going to challenge and they're going to do well for us so that's that's the thinking with the goalkeeper we have an option for Belfast we're not worried um, to, to go in and do a job and you know we've one eye on Rachel coming through in a couple of weeks There's a lot of talk recently I was only made aware of this actually I was only made aware of this last week but a Shelbourne underage player went on trial to Man City it's quite a prestigious thing a couple of years ago you wouldn't have heard such a thing in the women's game yeah, that that move um, was born out of a trip there that we, we linked up with City there from early in the year. So Jesse, who was known in in the game, and you know for anyone that knows an international scene under 16s and 17s is well aware of the player. So we weren't surprised when City asked to, to kind of take a look. 
Uh, we're striking up an official link with Man City. Uh, we made official just after we come back from Champions League. We didn't want to have any distraction, and that'll be done at a junior and a, and a national league level, which is fantastic for us. Um, and I believe it's good for them as well. It gives them another path um, for players to go professional from what we are as a as an amateur club. Um, that's Jess was part of that. Jess gone over there had a great week. She's learned a lot. She knows she's good, what she's got to do. She's one for us next year. She doesn't turn 16 until next year, which is why she hasn't come on the scene already at, the, at this club. Uh, I think she could be the first of many to go there. You know, so it's great. It's interesting that like the amount of players leaving Ireland recently in the last couple of years that have gone professional. We see Katie McCabe now has gone to Glasgow, but she was with Arsenal, and then you've Noel Murray gone to in Glasgow as well. Like the options are now becoming open for Irish players because people are starting to look at them more. Yeah, and the more I go over and the more successful, the better. You know, there's a couple of our girls actually were, were were flattered by some offers in the in the recent transfer window. Um, they decided not to go at this time, but they will go at the end of the season. And I would hope to see more go. Um, look, we know we're placing the ladder. We, we like to do well. We like to work and do the right things with our players. But you hope with them all that we're just a stepping stone. And that's you know, clubs need to realise that. And and when you do realise that, you're comfortable with that. You can't you can't hang on to talent. Um, we played a big part in moving Noel Murray to Glasgow last year. We've done a lot of work with Scott, um, and we encouraged the man, uh, or Noel to go because we, we felt, you know, she was, she was getting a little bit older, and I felt she would have regretted not making a move like that. And she's loving it, and she's a huge addition to 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 Glasgow. I think everyone in the game knows Noel. She's a great character, but she's a fantastic footballer, and uh, yeah, you're delighted to see these things come off. Is it fair to say that the last couple of years in the National League, apart from the season that she before she went, Noel Murray never got the credit she deserved? She couldn't have got the credit in the end too late. You know, almost she was already, you know, she was gone to Glasgow to be fair when she was kind of got her recognition. You know as well as I do, I'm at the National League level. This is this is my third season, but it's really, you know, it's only a shorter space of time. It's 18 months really. And I up to that, I was concentrating at the junior level. So I wouldn't have been in a lot of games. I was well aware of Noel Shudder Rahini and I knew how capable she was. I heard the frustrations about her not getting her recognition, but I wasn't sure what else was out there, so I wasn't sure how founded it was or how biased the opinion was. But to be fair, since since I've been involved, I've been I've been surprised that she didn't get a lot more recognition. Um, but look, she got it in the end. She was delighted, and uh, look, she's she's still quite young. I think there's more in in the well to see in this country as well. A player who you would have worked with only for a short space of time, Katie McCabe. She's only 21. She was announced as New Ireland captain. It must be pleasing especially considering like although you only work for, for a short time but she would have worked with players who are here now how pleasing is it that Colin Bell has gone with such a young player as his captain I think it's signs of what Colin has in the future you know he's going he's gonna to believe in youth and I think Katie's a prime example of, of what he can work with she's a fantastic player I think she's grown up a lot since she's gone to, to Arsenal she was a brilliant brilliant player when she was here with Rohini and Shelbourne she, she was just frightening what she was capable of she's a lot better she's stronger and I think mentally she's stronger now, having gone to Arsenal and worked full time. And I think he's recognised that, and he's you know he's he's given her the opportunity to be the captain. She comes and she trains with us all the time. People here know that every time she's home, she spends time at Shelbourne. She's she's at every training session, and she trains like she's she's fighting for a place on the pitch at the weekend. It's brilliant to see, and the younger players here absolutely love to see her coming. And the older players are challenged by her. Um, and we love to see Katie coming. She's uh, she's great for us, and you know for every club out there, I think that's that's the way to go. She's it's a dream move she got um, she's gone out to get a bit more game time at Glasgow but she'll go back into it to uh, Arsenal I'm sure and smash it again for them you know like we even look out here today Romo McLaughlin has probably scored the most goals she's scored in the National League I think Kate Mooney has six or five or six goals Leanne Kernan has four has eight goals I think if 11 different goal scorers this season 
Yeah, we, we got a, we got goal scorers from all over the park. More of a symptom of what we had available each week. You know, we were trying to move people around positions and we were, we were trying different things. So there was no kind of what we, what we would call out-and-out striker. But Kate was getting goals and she was playing in the nine position, but she's capable of a lot more. She drops in. She's a strong player. Um, she's You know, Kate is even at the play centre-back, as we know, the, in this season. And, you know, she can do that. She's very versatile. But um, getting the goals from around the pitch is satisfying. But at the same time, I, I was kind of hungry to bring in someone that you would believe just is you know you'd love to have someone that you would believe is a goal a game person you know um, hopefully we have that within what we have now um, and if the players keep scoring from around the park well we should be alright in the end Douglas and Kiernan really struck up an excellent partnership last season and it was, it was brilliant to watch them play together because one would seem to go one way and the other would go the other she even said tonight it was it was an easier decision because she knew the girls coming back and she said she's looking forward to playing with Leanne again that's another frightening partnership it is and you know like what struck me about Glory coming back in this time it's obvious she's been training full time in the States and working full time because she's a lot fitter and stronger than she was when she was with us last year which is great for us uh, straight away you can see her linking up with, with the players we've only had kind of, we had a, a training friendly game we saw here on Friday night uh, linking up with the players just fantastic what she brings to the game and it's just you know for people like Leanne it just brings another spark another lease of life because uh, she knows what's, what's there Leanne would have kind of worried about the loss of Noel. And I can understand 17 or 18 year olds thinking, why we let Noel go? You know, she was so good for her. But we knew it was coming through. We knew Alex is capable and stuff like that. And now that Alex is able to step up and do a job and someone like Gloria comes on the scene, people like Leanne have responded around the park. So, you know, they can only get better. You've seen, like we spoke before, Leanne seemed to be lacking a bit of confidence when she's playing. And when you put her back onto the wing, possibly for the first time against UCD, when... Maria Walter went up front you could just see the confidence has just got there she knew I'm happy here yeah uh, it was in her head a bit she was she was you know, she she had spoken to, the, to uh, the coaches and myself about getting back back out on the wing. She didn't complain about doing a job up front. She knew it's what we had at the time. But you did see in that game in particular, probably a little bit rusty in the UCD game. But although showed every, all the attributes of running at people and everything she enjoys doing, and in the games after that, she was fantastic in Galway. You know, she done really well against Wexford as well. She's kind of back to herself. But her confidence did suffer during the season when she was frustrated that she. Um, wasn't playing her natural position, I suppose. And look, people forget Leanne is, has blown onto the scene, but she's still very young. She's only 18, you know. It's interesting the way she blew onto the scene because she came from being an absolute nobody. Do you know what I mean? She, at a national league level, some people would have seen her underage international, and all of a sudden, boom, she explodes onto the scene. Defences can't handle her. We've even seen her against the likes of Wexford, who at the time would have been defending league champions. They just didn't know what to do with her. And she's only seemed to have improved from game by game, stepping up each week. Yeah, like it wasn't a surprise to us, I suppose, and and you know we encouraged Casey to, to throw her in at the time, and um, we probably held her back a little bit longer than in hindsight than we should have because we were worried about her physically. To be fair, you know she wasn't as, it wasn't as big as you would have liked, but she's well able to take care of herself on the pitch now. She has got better and better, which I'm glad for her. I think some people at the time would have would have thought is Leanne just all about pace? Is it just a quick player? Will people learn to deal with that? But she's shown since she's a good footballer, two feet. She can run at you. She's intelligent. She can run in behind. She can score goals with her head. She's good on set pieces, so she she is an all rounder. Um, and I'm delighted that she has pushed on, and she you know she won't be accused of being a one trick pony because she certainly isn't. You're only one of not many teams in the national league who train three times a week. What extra benefits do you get from that? 
you know, we're conscious that the players come from different areas. They don't spend a lot of time together. So first of all, you, you got to have a squad that's together. They, they got to be united. They got to be friends. They got to know each other. So that, that's one benefit. They see, see each other more often than they train twice a week. We do like to do recovery and we do like to, to do strength and conditioning with them, which if you're only doing twice a week there, you, you can't build that in. We got to look after younger players coming through. We've already got 15-year-olds training with us again. They're not here tonight because we're obviously the focus on Champions League, but as soon as we're back, we will have six or seven 15-year-olds back in training with us again. And that gives us time to, to blood those through. You have to do that work with them. We've got to make sure they're strong enough. There's got to be injury prevention. So three nights a week gives us the options to be able to do that, to work on some set-piece uh, set work or to work on speed or strength. So three nights, I believe, uh, should be done. We would move to four if we could, but you've got to remember these, these a lot of these girls are in college and they've got full-time jobs and stuff. So to, uh, to ask three nights and for them to commit is already fantastic. It's, it's a credit to them. An interesting question now, because you speak so much about youth. If you didn't possibly have the experience of being with Shelbourne youth would it have been maybe that we wouldn't have seen so many up so young it's because you would have had the experience with these players before that you're willing to bring them up so early to train the side I think definitely that's a part of it because I knew because I was there so long with them and Gordon to be fair myself and Gordon came through together I was one year ahead of him we had some fantastic teams ourselves we knew the talent that was in Gordon's team we knew the talent that was in mine some of the talent was with me from out in Trim Celtic and stuff where it came from you know they came from that far Amanda, Leanne Chloe McNamee um, Lynn, Jade Sophie all those players all kind of came in from the North East so we knew so that did help us progress through because it can be hard for a manager that doesn't know the younger players to take that step um, in, in such a league when you're trying to get points so that has helped um, we're looking at that again which is why our management system works the way it does I'm not on the training grounds as, as much as it was before Doing that's left to, to um, Gordon and Sean more often and we, they've got a good set of staff there with them my job is, is to overall manage the team and when I say team I mean the group I mean our group of management and staff and I mean our players but I, I now can actually concentrate on being back in our junior system and I do spend time with our junior parts of the club Saturday mornings Tuesday nights Thursday nights with the younger ones so we know what's coming through again because we can't let that happen that we stand still we've got to keep bringing them through um, and that's important you know we even spend time here on Saturday mornings with our under 10s I think it's important they see me and the National League players do that you know this decision what was the, the logic reason behind it? Because you had a good role with the, the National League when you took over as manager. You could have just said, okay, my focus is just solely on the National League. What was the reason behind it? Because obviously you're pulling yourself in five, six different directions where you could have had one just one direction just to focus on. What was the reason behind it? The first reason why I brought someone in. So before Sean was here, obviously, Owen, here he was. So when we lost Casey, I stepped into the manager's role. But I knew the girls needed more. So that's why Owen came on the scene and we were delighted to have Owen for that short period. But we knew he'd move on to, to big things and he, he's, he's doing doing a good job with the men's side of the club now. Um, myself and Gordon um, took over for a short period there when we lost Owen. Um, but in the meantime, we were searching for someone else to come in and to come into that coaching role with Gordon. I felt myself the girls needed someone better than me, definitely on the training ground. I could pick a team and I could I could see what's ahead of me and I, and I felt I could win games with them, but I needed someone who felt better. We're all about developing. We're not, we don't want to concentrate solely on winning. We have to keep developing and I needed a better coach than I am to keep developing our players. That was the first thing. So Sean Marr was brought in and Sean is excellent. Sean is really good and him and Gordon work very well together. That enabled me to, to make sure I had the right physios, the right fitness coaches, the right goalkeeper coaches and stuff like that around. Obviously there's a financial part of the club to be looked after. I've got to make sure the lads have the right facilities. Um, and then i got to work with the junior part of the club. But the first thing was that I needed someone better than I am at coaching. And that was, that was the first decision to be fair. 
takes a lot of modesty for someone to admit that they thought the club, the players needed someone better. Like you see, some people could have just said, "Okay, I'll just hang on here," but you actually had the modesty to say, "Hold on, I don't think I'm the right man for this job," which shows a lot—not just your loyalty to the team, but your loyalty to the club. Well, look, it would have been an injustice for me to do it. I could have done it. And the girls had no problem working with me as, as a coach on the training ground, but I was the one that said to them, they needed someone better to me because I wanted to bring it to another level. If they're going to come as amateurs and they've got jobs and they've got college and they've got exams and they're going to come three nights a week and put two hours in without travel time, I would have been doing them an injustice to take it on myself. So I wanted someone better. I wanted someone more experienced to come in and work with Gordon. And that's, you know, yeah, it would have been an injustice for me to do it. I think it would have been wrong. Um, so I suppose, look, I wouldn't say it was modest. I'd say it was intelligent. Let's say, you know. Well, like we've seen, a lot of people would do what you do what you do and say, ah, it's a it's a major role. It could lead to bigger things. I'm happy with my lot. I'm happy to work with the club. I'm happy to work with Keith O'Neill in the in the junior section and keep bringing players through. You know, my own daughter plays out there with Kenny at the moment, and um, she's hoping to come back into shells in, in the next couple of seasons. She's, she's she's loving it down there with Casey. But I've got two younger daughters at Shelbourne as well, and I, I kind of keep an eye on their progress as well. That keeps me hungry. You know, they're in the groups. One of them is under tens, the other ones is under sixteens. And I think that helps me. I think it helps me realise that there's there's always life after what's currently in front of us. You know, I know my place in the club. I think it works. We've got a different system than probably what's at the other national league clubs. Um, but I think it gives us longevity. I think we keep looking at next year. If we don't, if we're not successful this year, we, we certainly have to ensure we are next year. So you have to keep focusing like that. Um, if we just focus on one kind of league campaign at a time, we'll always be rebuilding the next year, and we can't work like that. So. Um, hopefully I can build something that someone else can just pick in pick up and take over from me and we, we continue to be strong like you look at the underage structure in Shelburne you look at all the representative sides a lot of players are making a MGL emerging talent side but like does that just go to the commitment that's here in the club because a lot of national league clubs some of them don't even have younger underage academies where Shelburne have an an opportunity for when you're a small kid all the way up to National League so like they've put a structure in place and they're starting to reap the awards with international call-ups and like some emerging talent call-ups yeah look we have you know what we feel is the idea model we're far from perfect we're always trying to improve but there's a, there's a lot of um, people that give their time I mentioned Keith O'Neill there um, we got Gary Henry there um, at the junior level um, we got Karen O'Neill that's with us a long time there um, we got Joel has come in this season um, you know Stephen, Jay, Robbie they all there all the time they're all doing their part and they, they keep working at it they're trying to improve we don't look we, some, some people believe you know we, we have a bad reputation at a junior level as well we, we, ta- we have players from all around the country players from other clubs com- MGL clubs come in and they play with us we have a bad name for people accused us of poaching players we talk to some players in the, in the, in the close season as, as I do at National League level um, but there is a natural migration of players from other clubs that see what we're doing and they want to come in and unfortunately that happens and some other clubs get weakened sometimes by doing that but it's like I said at the start of this I know my place and this club knows its place on the level we expect that our National League players should get better and go to Glasgow go to Arsenal go to Man City go to Germany go to America wherever we know our place and some smaller clubs do lose players to us as, as a you know as an entity and that, that, I think that will continue to happen I've been the smaller club I've been there I've been there when I'm Trim Celtic I've been there when I've lost players international players and it's frustrating but you, ha- you can't stand in their way if it's right and you know they're going to somewhere better we don't tend to sign players that aren't going to play football and I try and do that in the National League and I encourage that at a younger level as well do not sign players at the club that aren't going to play football it's morally wrong don't make promises you can't keep 
And when it happens, I do talk to the coaches at the club about it. You know, you can't be taking players from other clubs that are not going to play. And if we keep trying to do that and make sure the players are playing, we're doing it for the right reasons. It can't be about success, about winning everything, about about that. If you keep doing the right things, players will get in MGL call-ups, international call-ups, working with the emerging talent. Other clubs, unfortunately, see that and parents see it too and they want to be part of it. So the bad reputation we have, unfortunately, it's there. Um, it's not all warranted. It can be twisted sometimes. You know, we're hated for it in, in some respects, but there's, there's not a lot we can do. We, we, we try and work with it. We, tr- we are like every other club, but we're in it for the right reasons. Does it make you proud, though, when an underage player gets a call-up as much as it make you proud when a senior player gets an international call-up? I'm delighted every time I see it. Every time I see it, not just our own club, you know, I, I, there's a lot of players around the leagues there that I've watched for a couple of years and I see how hard they work and I see they're getting their call-ups and I often, you know, say to people, it's, you know, it's just fantastic to see them, you know, I, you know, example I'd have Lucy McCartan at P-Mount, absolutely love to see her. Get, get, I love to see Lucy getting called in every time, doing well, getting man of the matches, being main player of the month because I've known Lucy McCartan from when she was quite young, even before she went to P-Mount, I've known her from, you know, she coming through playing in the uh, Bob Doherty Cup and everything, really, really works hard at what she does. I know the parents back her everything she does, she plays her GAA as well, they drive her all over the country, you know, and as players like that, that I, I love to see getting their call-ups may have the book at Galway and people like that when they get their international call-ups as well love to see that because she works so hard she's so dedicated so it's not just our own club but I feel the same when I see other clubs we're proud when we see them from Shelbourne but look we know the ones that make it from Shelbourne are talented and then they work hard but you know equally I love to see certain players around, around the National League making it for those reasons as well you know we stand here in the AOL on Wednesday evening earlier on this year you spoke about the Bob Doherty Cup. Shelburne had the prestigious opportunity of having a team of that. That's something that doesn't come around often. It doesn't. We were delighted to get it. Um, Casey McQuillan was part of that. You know, Casey was brilliant for us as a, as a you know, uh, what he came in and done. He was the director of football. He was a big part of that. I think they conducted themselves very well. They behaved very well in the competition. They 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 punched above their weight. They got a got a result against England. Unlucky on a penalty shootout against England. They they were in the other games for for large parts. They frustrated Northern Ireland right to the end. Um, they were a bit overawed against the Ireland team, and I think some of that was because there was some of the so-called stronger players from Shelbourne against them and some of our players kind of their confidence dipped a bit but I, I, it was brilliant it was brilliant for our club and to, to have it here in the AUL sort of in our own backyard was great so that on top of linking up with Man City and you know Jess getting a call up into Man City to go over there and train and do some trials with them on top of what's happening with us at National League it's been a good year for us you know and um, I'm glad Casey has gone on from being our director of football back into the National League where he belongs and he's going to do really well with, with Kilkenny and He's already shown the signs there of what he done at Shelbourne. So. He, he told me when I spoke to him after uh, Kilkenny's first win that the Bob Doherty Cup really got his itch going to get back into coaching, to one-to-one co- into coaching because he said he was even joined his director of football role. Considering what the club has had this year, you just can't. It's one big thing after another, isn't it? It, it certainly seems so. It, it, to be fair, it does, and you know, it's no secret. People know I haven't been around all the time, and there's been some games that, I, that I've had to miss and the early part of the season particularly serious one I wasn't around at all they got commitments elsewhere in the club and um, my personal life um, my business life and, and it just got, it shows like you can't be at everything and you know I'd be at sometimes three training sessions a week and you don't get to the to the big game at the weekend which is very frustrating because that's the most enjoyable part but it does seem like it's just one big thing after another because I felt it myself it felt like Bob Doherty uh, comes and then you know it's you got to start building for Champions League and then you know there's, there's been 
gaps in the calendar in the National League where there's nothing happening and then all of a sudden there's a lot of games at once and yeah it just seems look it's, it's been a great year but I have to be honest it's been like this since I, since I joined Shelbourne it's one of the best decisions I've made it was hard for me at the time because I lost a lot of players to Shelbourne and I came in and sort of followed them as such um, when I came in from Trim and I make this commute all the time in from where I live and so does, uh, so does my kids when they play here like, like many other players that's why I respect people that make that trip and that's why I say to the coaches of the club don't be signing people particularly that have to make travel they aren't going to play you know for that reason I, I know I know the commitment's involved one big thing after another the, the weeks just bleed into each other the months just bleed into each other it's just one year after another but it's great it's a great journey You're looking forward to the trip to, up to Belfast on Monday? I am. I'm, I'm buzzing for it now. You know, there's a lot of work done, and you know, as it, we, we've talked about how it, how I'm set up in the club and how it's different than I'm not on the training ground. So a lot of the work that's done behind the scenes with Jerry Killeen, um, Donald O'Dwyer, known as Chuck, Keith O'Neill, myself, Robbie and Jay. A lot of that work is done now, and we can sort of start enjoying it a little bit. You know, um, the lads are well focused on what has to be done. But I am. I'm buzzing for it now, and looking forward to getting up there and mixing in. Obviously, there's a big games for us to be played but I'm buzzing for it now Last time we spoke the draw had just been made and you were you were drawn up in Belfast like it's it's only an hour and 20 minutes an hour and a half up the road it's so close to home you should hopefully have a, a great home support Yeah for two of the games in particular now there's a lot of people making the commitments and you know the financial commitment as well of going up there and taking time off work and getting buses and everything and it's great to have that I think we'd be well supported and that would be one of the advantages we'll have up there you know and have made people well aware what the task is and their players will know within the first couple of minutes of their first game exactly what the task is against some massive sides you know so um, but look it's only up the road that is an adva- advantage for us you know the big game the biggest game possibly of the, of the three is the first game so like you're going to have to be switched off from the start yeah definitely and uh, these are excellent you know there's no doubt about it Wexford would have learned exactly what they're capable of and we've seen that and they just get better they're season champions year in year out domestically they're well used to being in the Champions League and you know traveling. They've you know well experienced. They've got some fantastic players. We've watched a lot of videos of them. They move the ball well, and they're strong. Everything is quicker. A lot of our players are going to go into that, and even in the first five minutes, they're going to know this is another level. But um, they'll be ready, and we'll respect these teams, but we won't fear them. We will just we're we're there by virtue. Was it important that you got to see some footage of the opposition? Yeah, totally. Just you know, and and more for Sean and Gordon than, than for my sake. You know what I mean? They've got they got to know what they're working with there, and we would sit and we would talk through some of that stuff. But I mean, essentially, it's really such that the lads are doing. Sean, in particular, is well experienced with uh, video analysis work. He's an ex-professional and he's been around a long time. He knows he knows what he's what he's got to work with. Um, but that it's important that he knows going up. You can't go into that blind against an opposition of such caliber. You know. Final thing. It's the big, probably the biggest event in the club's history, men and, men's and women's section since 2006. Yeah, you know, uh, when I'm down at Talk and I kind of reminded of the big things that happen with the men's club, I suppose it is, and the lads and the committee and Joe Casey, the chairman and all, are quick to say, you know, it's it's great for them that you know they'll say shells are back in Europe and everything, you know, and um, it's good. It brings the balls balls back around because it reminds you of such, such dizzy heights that the the lads went to, you know, and I, I was I was lucky enough to be to be around. And, involved in those things there when he went and reached Dizzy Heights it's great it's more history it's, it's, it's brilliant and it's great to be part of it Mark thank you very much for your time and best of luck on Jersey Cheers Aaron
very in-depth conversation there, Mark. It's the first time I've had the opportunity to actually speak with him on this sort of magnitude. I've had done a few post-game interviews, but I've never really done something of that sort. So it's great to hear his thoughts, and hopefully Shelbourne can have a good campaign next week. Just a little update on the fixtures. They play Metaconan on Tuesday at 4 o'clock in Crusaders' ground. Then on Friday, they play the Finnish side in Crusaders again at 7.30 kickoff before finishing off the campaign the following Monday against Linfield at 4 o'clock. And we hope to have some post-game audio from all three games, as well as match reports and possibly other stuff that's all we have time for folks on this week's show but just a quick reminder before we go there is no league cup semi-finals this week the games are being called off due to the world universities however there is one national league team in action the weekend on sunday as Kilkenny United travelled to TEK in the first round of the FAI Cup a game which kicks off at 2 o'clock in Deans Grange so if you're free come out and support but unfortunately folks that's all we have time for thanks for listening